This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. The Winnipeg Jets in St. Louis taking on the Blues 5 o'clock pregame show. Puck drop at 7 o'clock right here on 680 CJOB. Text the show 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. You've seen the uh, Gateway Arch before there in St. Louis, haven't you there, Jimbo? I, I have. I've seen it live. I've never been to a Blues game, but I've been to several Cardinals games. Oh. And I've stayed at a hotel that... Uh, was like within walking distance of the arch and never went to it because we came outside. Should we go for dinner before the Cardinals game or go see the arch? And then my buddy I was with said, if we go see the arch, will we actually see it? Because, you know, you're standing underneath it. And yeah. it's hard to, and we were looking at it. We're like, ah, let's go for dinner, grab a cold one. But yes, I've been around. I've seen it live. It's nice. I hate the St. Louis Cardinals. I can't stand that team. Yeah, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't mind. I like their jerseys. I always have. I think it's one of the best jerseys in baseball. But uh, having been to a Cardinals game, I've never been a fan. As an Astros fan, used to be in the division and hated yeah. the Cardinals too. But going to Bush Stadium will change your life. Like it's one of those. It's the like we hear about Fenway and Yankee Stadium and all this stuff. Wrigley. See, you're ignoring the Wrigley, greatest of them I, all. I went to Wrigley too on the same couple trips. So I've been to, to Bush Stadium and Wrigley. They're both phenomenal. Like that's what I think's lost in in baseball lore is Bush Stadium is is almost is a true baseball experience because they're just as into it as Cubs fans. Oh, and big they time. Usually, and sorry, but they usually have a good team, so it adds to it. <laughs> You had to go there, didn't you? You can sit in center field. Twenty sixteen, Jim. You can down three down three games to one. World Series, big game. You, win it at win, win the first game in a hundred years at Wrigley Field. You can sit at the time. I think you. Still Jake can. Arrieta, Cy Young performance goes out. Gets guts out the win. Jake Arrieta sends it back to Cleveland. The rest is history. Um, you can sit in center field in Bush Stadium on bleacher seats for 12 bucks in the bud section, and it's just a phenomenal experience. Yeah, all right. Beautiful stadium. The scumbag. I can't stand the Cardinals. Wrigley, Wrigley's kind of a dump. <laughs> How could you? What? You're joking with me, right? You're, you're messing around? I am not. It's probably better now because they renovated. But Okay, is, how long ago did you? A, I was there. In the past decade. Okay, well, they've, not, they've, they've done upgrades since. I'm not making this up. Concrete was peeling off the walls. Well, I'm was, not making that up. I was there once. I've only been. Well, I was there. I was there once, and uh, there was no. It was before they did the latest renovations. There was no jumbotron. The um, like it looked like you, you've been to McMahon Stadium before. Yeah. Like McMahon Stadium's concourse that's, was nicer than inside Wrigley Field. Yeah, but like that's what. I, and that's not a nice stadium anymore. Not I'm, anymore. No. Um, it's. So I've never been to a Blues game, but that's an experience too. But St. Louis is a great sports town. It's like, I mean, just ask John Hamm. Are we? Do we have John Hamm on the show today? Um, I think you know what I haven't heard back, but okay. I was gonna. I, I put in a request to get John Hamm on the show. Still um, making those skip yeah, the dishes. Yeah, his, his, his agent's been doing the dance around. Get with that me. kid in the ads with him on skip the dishes to get him on the show. Yeah. Listen uh, to me barking orders. Get that kid. Get him on now. Pre-game show, 5 o'clock. Puck drop at 7 o'clock here. Winnipeg Jets, St. Louis Blues. Uh, text the show, 204-780-6868. This is, a, we'll get to the, the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, 
no real line rushes or anything like that uh, from the morning skate. We'll, we'll get to you just as, of course, they, they had a later start, started at around 11.30 today, uh, being the visiting team. The home team goes first. Uh, the Jets had to wait a little bit, so we're waiting a little bit for some more information. Time but, to go see the Ark? The arc. <laughs> enough, Sorry, enough. Not the arc. I, I actually have seen it once. I saw it once. We were driving through down to we were going down to Florida, and I saw it in the in like my the side. But that's the side of the car. Like, it was pretty cool. Like I mean, a, I, it's like a, it was like oh, there it is. That's that. It's real. It's real. It's still there. That's the thing. Like when you drive down the interstate and on the way to Illinois, but also down south where you're going, or just around the downtown area. Like when you're in downtown, it's hard to see. But when just where our hotel is, like you come out and you get a clear view of it. But I, I thought it was a valid point. Like, let's go to the arc, arch, and we're like, oh, and then it's like, well, wait a minute. If we get there and stand underneath it, how well are we going to see it? Like, it looks majestic from here, so that was good enough. Uh, Thomas Grice is going to be starting in the net Tommy. Uh, for the St. Louis Blues tonight versus the Winnipeg Jets. Um, Jordan Bennington uh, out. And now, Barube actually had, well, he said this earlier. I, I mean, got a problem with this. The, the situation in, in Pittsburgh you have a player going around, he extends his hand out, his glove hand, and he, he tries to take the guy out. Like, no reason for that kind of stuff. Completely senseless and all that sort of thing. And this was Craig Berube's comments about that after the game. I got to put my, uh, you know, I'm going to blame Loren McNabb. I don't know why I'm going to blame her for that. And it's got to stop. Would you, would you that like, doesn't help anything. Pardon me? It doesn't help anything. Yeah, would you like him to just to be more yeah, even just, just play goal, stop the puck. Uh, Craig Berube there about that incident uh, with Jordan Bennington. I mean, listen, there's a, there's a, I, I've heard um, Jordan Bennington described as a, 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 a guy that's a couple of sandwiches short of a picnic. Um, I, I, I think that's pretty accurate. He's a little squirrely. He's a little nuts. Um, and he, he, I mean, remember Nazem Kadri threw that water bottle at, uh, at Kadri while he was doing his, um, his interview between periods or it was whatever after the game. Um, but Barube says, you know, today following the morning skate in, in St. Louis that he's going with Grice because Grice has won three in a row and Biddington needs a reset more than anything. They're not happy with him in, in St. Louis with Biddington and not with his play, maybe with his play, but with his actions. There's not one hockey player in that dressing room that watches what Jordan Biddington does to players skating by him and is happy about it because they wouldn't want that done to themselves. It's ridiculous, and how the NHL hasn't, you know, I don't know what you do because it's just like any player taking a penalty, but those comments from Barube is a coach that the last thing he wants to do is talk about this. So for him to talk about it is clearly him having enough of his goalie's own antics, and they're dangerous. There's a reason why guys get jumped when they clip a goalie because a goalie doesn't expect to get clipped, so it's dangerous when you're not expecting impact. And it's the same when a goalie does it. It's ridiculous that he hasn't been suspended for that. And I've said this before. If you're going to play the puck like a defenseman, then you could get hit like a defenseman. Now, there's the zone where you can't touch him. But I don't know what's taken so long because I believe every player in the National Hockey League wants to do it is take a run at Jordan Binnington and Mm -hmm. see how he likes it. Because we know what'll happen, Cam. He'll lose his mind. Well, he'll go ballistic. He'll absolutely go nuts. He'll throw a water bottle nuts. at Kadri. He'll throw a water bottle at Kadri during an interview a half hour after the incident happened. But yet what he can do is fine. 
But when somebody does it to him, he's above the law. Well, yeah, well that, no more. It's ridiculous. That's the worst kind of stuff, too. Like, that's the stuff that drives me the most nuts is when you have a guy that can dish it out, but he can't take it. Exactly. I mean, that's a big part about and being a National Hockey League player. If you're going to be out there and you're going to be a pest and you're going to agitate the other team, which is your absolute right, some of the most... Some of the most hometown favorite players in the league are guys that play that agitator role. But you better be able to take it. You can't dish it. If you can't dish it out, yeah. la vie. you're going you're gonna to get smacked. And, and that's my problem with him. It's, it's, this, is, this bothers me, obviously. It's my pet peeve when goalies do stuff like this. Mm. But what my biggest pet peeve is... I don't mind if they do it if it's for a purpose. Well, no, this I, was senseless. You know, Dustin Bufflin used to skate by goalies and give him one all the time. Give him a tap, get caught behind the net and on his way back up, give him a little thing in the, you know, just to annoy the goalie. I don't mind if the goalie does stuff like that. Get in your face when you're standing in front of the net. Give you a little tap. That's, that's okay. To stick your glove out, to hit somebody, but then when it happens to you, like we remember – when Kadri accidentally ran into him, accidentally on purpose, whatever you want to call yeah. it, and like a half an hour when the game's over, he threw a water bottle at Kadri while doing it. He's that incensed about it. Well, what's your problem then if somebody does it to you? Like you're doing it to them. I have a major issue with that. I have a major issue with Jordan Bennington, obviously. Yeah. I mean, maybe the, more so than I even thought. Yeah. Um, St. Louis Blues here. This is a team. I have no idea who the St. Louis Blues are. And it's like everything that we have to talk about in terms of who the Blues are, we have to add that asterisk from, you know, the number, you know, they had a real bad start at Christmas. They were the last place team and they found their way to the Stanley Cup. Um, well, they're the only team that's ever done that. So I, I, I'm not sure that that's something that they can repeat. Um, but they've had huge and wild swings here. Um, the Blues opened their season. They were on that 3-0 run before they came into Winnipeg. They lost that game 4 nothing. Then they proceeded to go and lose the next eight. They went on a nine-game losing skid. After that, they win six in a row, and they're just in the process of wrapping up. They beat the Islanders, I think, 7-4 uh, a couple days ago here, uh, ending a four-game skid. So, I mean, this team is hot and cold here, um, and I'm not sure if they're going to really find any sort of consistency. We got about a we got about a minute and a half here, Jim. Yeah, I, I you're bang on. Like they've had some long winning streaks. They've had some terrible losing streaks. They started the season as the only undefeated team at three and zero until they came to Winnipeg and then mm -hmm. got shut out. Um, it's tough to read them, but uh, I think that you know when we looked at the standings at the beginning of the season, we all had Colorado at the top. I had Winnipeg, Dallas, St. Louis, and Nashville fighting out for two to three, and I had Winnipeg in there. So to me, it was about the Dallas, the Nashvilles, the St. Louises on who is going to come around. I honestly, I don't know what to make of them. Like, I see some highlights from them. I, I follow them when they're playing, and their beat reporters kind of seem to be like, well, this is good St. Louis, and, and they're playing a good, solid 60-minute game, getting goaltending and everything like that. Then other games are just like no clue what this roster is and where they're at, and, and we don't have to get into it right now. I, I, I mean, on today's show, but they have Ryan O'Reilly that's due as a UFA. They have Tarasenko. Like, this team could look drastically different. And mm -hmm. I wonder going forward, Cam, what they do because of this this Jekyll and Hyde thing they've done this year, um, what they do, like, now concerning next year. Like, if they don't have plans to resign those two, which I don't think Tarasenko has any interest in that. Um, and then what do you do with O'Reilly? Eh? Like, he's... He's the captain, and, and he won a Stanley Cup, but yet you can't pay that guy at that age. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so it's a bizarre team to me, 
But I do not have, I know this sounds ridiculous for the streaks they went on, but they're, they're also negative 20 in the goal differential. Mm. They give up way too much. Um, I just, I don't like them. Making Some of their the top players, I mean, Jordan Cairo, he's minus 20. Tory Krug, top of the league, minus 22. Yeah. O'Reilly's minus 17. And, you know, I, and that's O'Reilly. That's a, that's a two-way forward. That's a guy who's a, who's a Selkie winner. Yeah, and when and I, so we got to take a break here, Jim. But, yeah, so uh, I'll quickly just say, when yeah. I was looking at the teen up tonight's game, when I was looking at it, I, I just look at the Cairo and the Robert Thomases and stuff, and those first year of those contracts, those more often than not, the big-name guys struggle, and then they settle in and get back to what they do. But the pressure mm-hmm. of that deal, I wonder if it's affecting Cairo. Now I have to perform as opposed to just going out and playing. Pre-game, 5 o'clock, 7 o'clock, puck drop, St. Louis. Download us. Hey, download the Jets at Noon podcast app. You can find it on Apple and Spotify. Who's starting in the net for the Jets? Give you an injury report. And uh, one player missing from the morning skate. Get you all that. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. Jets at Noon on 680 CJOB. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll 100% get to uh, the latest news. Rick Bonus uh, just wrapping up speaking. We'll give you... Uh, who's starting goaltender lineup and all that sort of thing? We'll give you we'll give that to you right after the twelve thirty news with Sarah McCarthy. But real quick here, Jim, I uh, just got about a minute. But uh, will a season like this? This is from a texter two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Will a season like this influence PLD re-signing in Winnipeg, or is PLD showcasing himself for free agency? Thanks. Um, I mean, good question. I think you'd have to ask PLD that and. Everything that he said or has indicated at least this season, we're not, I'm not talking about the offseason, um, is that he's playing this year out and he's going to make his decision in the summertime. That's that's how I'm reading everything. I don't think he's focused on – I think he's just focused on being a good hockey player and a good teammate and a good member of the Winnipeg Jets this season. I, I think he's focusing on playing extremely well for his free agent years, whether it's here in Winnipeg or not. I, and I, I do think he's going to free agency. I don't think he was kidding when – he said that he needs another deal next year. They still have his rights, and, and he'll need a contract this summer. But I, I'm not – do I think he's going to resign in Winnipeg? No, I don't think they can afford him, and I, I don't think he's kind – of, but do I think he'll consider it? I do. I think they can. I, I, I think they can afford him. I don't know, Cam, if it's eight, eight and a half. Mm. I don't know. I think you can make it work. I, you need a number two centerman but, because so it's 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 – there's a lot up in the air. I think they're going to take a run at him, but I, I just think it, it's not – I don't take his comments as I'm not staying in Winnipeg. I take him as I'm going to free agency. 204-780-6868 takes the show. We'll be right back. Give you the latest on the Jets lineup coming up against the St. Louis Blues. Pre-game at 5, puck drop at 7. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Sarah McCarthy, i got a big question for you. I knew this was happening. Sarah's back. <laughs> I, warned, Hi, Sarah. I warned Sarah that – I'm requiring her to be on the show more often. I love that, by the way. I knew this would happen. She's probably in her head, and that's, I'm Sarah McCarthy, and that's, and while she's saying that, it's I'm like, trying to I leave. hope these two don't talk <laughs> to me. She walked into the studio today and said, oh, good, Sarah's back. My next victim. Yeah. She's like, I hope these two don't talk to me again. Uh, so, uh, Sarah, do you know what a St. Paul sandwich is? I don't. Well, just, I? just just tell me if this is something you'd like to eat, okay? okay. The St. Paul sandwich um, is a St. Louis staple. Apparently, mm-hmm. they love them in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. It is found in Chinese-American restaurants. It contains an egg foo young patty, which contains mung bean sprouts and white onions. Uh, Jim, this is something he's just going to absolutely devour. Uh, dill pickles, onions. Dill pickle slices. 
White onion, mayo, lettuce, white bread. No, no, St. No Paul onion. sandwich. No onion. Never. Egg foo young patty. How do you feel about that? Egg foo young is okay. But yeah. then you brought in the dill pickles and that's... What about egg foo young and mayonnaise? Is that a kind of mm. a weird combo? I mean, I love mayo on anything. Yeah, yeah, that could make it work. Sarah, how do you <laughs> feel about a new segment on Jet Set Noon? Like, things I could care less about with Sarah <laughs> McCarthy. Or things Sarah doesn't know about. Things well, that's Sarah a long, doesn't that's want. That's a long list. Things Sarah, does, things Sarah doesn't want to know about. Sarah doesn't want to know. Now about listen, but you're gonna you're gonna be one day, and I'm and I mark mm. my words, you're gonna think of me. You're gonna be sitting in some sort of trivia world. Yeah. And there's gonna be some sort of trivia game. I don't know what's gonna be going on, but <laughs> you're gonna be sitting there, and you're gonna say, and someone's gonna say, "What is a Saint Paul sandwich?" And now I'll know. And you'll be like. Cam Poitras, you dog. Uh, anyways, thanks a lot, Sarah. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks a lot. You're the best. Run. Get she's, out of here before I come at you with Provel cheese, which is another St. Paul staple. But I mean, I'm going to save that for next time. <laughs> Just please say this. Um, um, by the way, Marge reached out. Thank you, Marge. I didn't know this. You go up in the arc. You don't just look at it. Yeah, you can go up. You that. can go up in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see, I feel I, I'm embarrassed now. I oh. didn't know that. You know what? You had your mind on one thing, and it's it's. Yeah, go look at a monument statue of something in a major U.S. city, or go get another beer. I know where Jim Toad's thinking. Uh, I was worried about making the game on time. Pre-game at five, puck drop at seven o'clock. St. Louis, the St. Louis Blues here. Quick road trip for the Winnipeg Jets, back to back. Um. And then they'll be in Chicago tomorrow. But a quick uh, run through the Midwest in the United States. Uh, latest from uh, the morning skate. Dylan DeMello not on the ice. Uh, whether he is going to play tonight remains to be seen. Uh, Connor Hellebuck will be the starting netminder. Maybe safe to assume that we'll see David Riddick uh, tomorrow. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Uh, Rick Bonus. This is all from Mitchell Clinton, uh, Jets reporter uh, with Jets uh, TV. Mitchell Clinton tweeting out that uh, Rick Bonus has all signs point towards Logan Stanley making his return tonight, um, which I found interesting because there was a lot of talk about him taking a conditioning stint down with the Manitoba Moose. Obviously, um, confident enough with the conditioning guys, and I heard about his workout on, the, on, the, on that bike and stuff like that. So they feel like they got his conditioning well enough uh, and up enough to, to get ready to play in the National Hockey League. I would not be surprised if his minutes were a little bit more limited than maybe perhaps they would have been before he, he got injured. So here's the thing, Cam. Yeah. My spider sense are tingling. Yeah. I think something's in the works, or they're at least looking at something. And that's why Logan Stanley's coming back in the lineup. I, I The other thing is, is I wonder what's going on with Dylan DeMello because he came back, he's played pretty good. Um, he's then, been solid. Yeah. yeah, and then if he got banged up again or re-aggravated something, that, that is a concern because usually when you come back in the lineup a couple games and then you're out again, that – that means you re-aggravated something. Or maybe it's something new. I don't know. But Maybe it happened when he was weaving through the, the defense and drew a penalty against Florida there on the first period. You mean undressing the defense? Undressing the defense? With the slick I, hands? I was saying to myself, I, I'm not sure which Florida Panther took the penalty there, but I'm like, you know, it's, come on, it's Dylan DeMille. You almost let him take the shot. But. Dylan, Dylan does <laughs> sick mitts. Yeah, absolutely. That was pretty awesome. It was. Um, um, but I just, I think, and we touched on this a little bit yesterday, but... Um, I, I wonder what the Jets are doing here. Like, I, 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 would I touch anything with this roster? No. Would I try to make it better? Yes. 
I had a great conversation yesterday with Kevin Hirschfield down the hall from Global TV, and he asked John Shannon, he said, you know, just to sort of get in a storyline, would the Jets look at how well Wheeler's playing and maybe revisit that? And John said, no way. Like, when things are going this well, you don't tinker at all. And I said, that I, I agree with John, but and I know we're going to talk about other stuff, Ken, but yeah. my, when I saw the Arizona brass here, I, I thought it was for Arizona, but they were looking at both teams. And they're trying to trade Chikrin, right? Yeah. And they're they're they've got some solid picks. I really like what Arizona's done at the draft the past two to three years and some of the trades and moves they've made. But they are looking at Chikrin in this rebuild and go, we have him for three years, I believe, under contract. So by the time we're ready in three years, he's he's out. So let's add to what we're doing. And I'm looking at the Jets and I'm just thinking like their depth at a D, they would get better by a move like that. And there's not enough room for everybody. Definitely on on the left side. So there's not enough room. Dylan and Schmidt are all up after next year. So Chickren would be here for two more years. Um, and I just, I, I'm not saying this is, but my spider sense are tingling here. Logan Stanley's coming back in the lineup. Dylan DeMello's hurt. Fair enough. But when everybody's healthy and hey, Nola, Sandberg's on the team now. Like he's not going anywhere. Sandberg's not even going to be a healthy scratch anymore, in my opinion. So I'm just my spider sense are tingling with this. Let's instead of getting, you know, we heard Logan Stanley tell Kelly Moore that it sucks riding the bike and he's got to get skating. So yeah. that's why we all thought maybe a conditioning stint, which you don't have to clear waivers for. You just have to go down there, get your conditioning and come back. Correct. To put him back in the lineup, it might specifically be because DeMello's hurt tonight. I get that. Like he's with the team and DeMello's hurt, so here we go. Sorry about you not getting some conditioning in. But I just, my spider sense are tingling here that, so along the lines with Kevin Hirschfield, and I'll be quick about this, is the Jets need to figure it out. They need to go for it this year. They need to go all in this year. Because the last thing you want to do is go into next season looking at Shifley, Hellebuck, and Dubois potentially walking. So this summer, you're going to try and find out. This summer is when you go, which one of you three want to sit down and work something out? Not do you want to, but do because if you don't, I got to do something. Well, I can't I, let those three walk. No, I think you got to keep two of them. I think you have to make find a way to keep two of yes, them. Yes, you do. And so, and now, if you can keep three, see the thing is, and and I and I look at I look at Mark Shifley. He's going to command the most money. Absolutely, one hundred percent. He's going to be looking for the big payday. He deserves it. He's been he's been underpaid the last little bit. So I, no I'm more, not. No you're, you're not so losing. You're not going to lose both of the centers. But see, it's a different situation with Hellebuck because what what the market is for goaltenders. A good goaltender. I mean Vasilevsky. When when you start handing out uh, uh, eight eight figures to goaltenders, it doesn't end up well. Look at Bobrovsky. Look I, at look at the Habs and stuff like that. I agree with you on the ten million per. I think those days for a goalie are gone. But if he gets another nod for the Vesna, let alone wins it. You're looking at eight. He's well, not, he's not going to go give me another six million a year. So what? So what? What is the upgrade from what Connor Hellebuck is being paid right now? If you can get him for eight for six more years after this, like after next year, I think that's a good deal. So like for an extra, oh, you see, he's getting six one six six. Yeah, he's not for another go give two. Me another but he's six. worth he's worth another two million dollars. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, so here we go. He, you got to offer him eight if you want to keep him, which why wouldn't they? Eight and a half, absolutely. I would eight, go as high eight, as nine. I'd eight, go as high as nine. Now, the the key with him would be the term. 
Like, I don't want you for another eight years. Maybe they do, but not yeah. at not at eight and a half, nine mil. So then you got to up it a, a little bit more to go. I'll give you six years, but then I'll up this. And so Hellebuck's a difference. But so now you've got Shifley and Dubois, and that was my point about Besser yesterday. You kind of have to start, you know. And again, you're all in this year. You're pushing all in. You're going to try to acquire whatever you can acquire. Make this team better. Just add to it and keep going. But then this summer, you have some tough decisions to make. And if guys want to go, I'm sorry, I'm not opposed to signing here, but I, I'm going to free agency, You got to. that's why you got to look at when these Bessers and these Chickrens come up. And, and it's a tough spot for him to be in because we all know how hard it is to get guys to come here in, in the meantime. So if mm-hmm. guys have term, you've got to look at those deals. You've got to look at bringing those guys in because it just – and then you bring them in and and let the chips fall where they may with the rest. But the worst thing you can do is not at least look at a Besser, not at least look at a Chikrin, and then lose all three of those guys and not have anybody else here with. It's got to be at least a lateral move. You can't you can't be taking a step back. That's the thing. I mean, and the, the, there's going to be a lot of decisions to be made in the su- in the summertime, and you know we'll we'll talk about those uh, ad nauseum as we come up. But there's a lot of decisions to be made, and I think a lot of those. I think as soon as that sort of window opens on whenever it's going to be in July and you can start talking uh, to the players that you have under contract for that year, there's going to have to be some some things that are going to have to be figured out. Like if you if you deal it like to me, Nate Schmidt's having a great year, but he's not, you know, six million and he's not going to get that again. Yeah, he know. I think he so he, I think he he's after next year, they're moving on. But I, I think like, you know, with Logan Stanley, with Billy Hainola, with Dylan Sandberg. Brendan Dillon, um, Morrissey Pionk, all these names I'm throwing at you, the sooner the better to get something in with term because the longer this goes, you're going to lose, lose, lose guys. And then all of a sudden you've got, you know, if Hainola and Sandberg are on ELCs and they can play, that's great. But can they, Sandberg can, but like Hainola in, in a year from now, is he? but all of that would be augmented with a Jake with a chicken here for three more years. I, I don't mind that move, Jim. I really don't. I on, I honestly don't. I don't so do I don't you, mind do that move. Do you give a Hainola up just to offset losing You're gonna lose as far as I'm concerned, Jim, you're gonna lose Ville Hainola or Logan Stanley. Yes. Or, or you're gonna yes. lose them at the deadline. It, it's it's coming. It's absolutely coming. One of those guys is gonna get moved. The person who would prefer to leave, I think right now, based on where they are and where their situation is, I think it'd be Ville Hainola. I, I don't think he would be against a trade. And then it all it would, comes, it's not up to him, but... Then it all comes around, too, to what other teams want. And and what, you know, does the other team... Maybe somebody, what, wants, a, a maybe t- somebody wants Dylan DeMello. Maybe somebody's <laughs> sitting there going, this is what I need because it won't cost me as much. And Maybe a team heading into the playoffs. I mean, I, I you know, I, I don't know what other teams are going to want. But if you're looking at, okay, what player would I want to have heading into the playoffs, I think most would probably maybe circle Logan Stanley over Ville Hainala because of his size and, and what he can bring. I think, I think he's more... Well, I think they'll look at Dylan DeMello. I think they look at it and go, if you're dealing a prospect or a player, this is the player I want going into the playoffs. I don't want a young Logan Stanley or young Ville Hainola. But if you're talking like an Arizona for the future, yeah. give me Hainola. And I will give you Chikrin, and you got to add in this. Who are they going to take to the dance, Jim Toth? You have your veteran D-man at a great contract for the next three years, and I have my high-end vet young prospect 
for my rebuild that I'm going into for the next three years. 204-780-6868, Graham says, hi, Cam. The lack of Buffalo Sabres content on your show is disappointing. <laughs> I think Graham's a Buffalo Sabres fan. I'm, well, I'm sorry, Graham. Peg Thompson is just, I mean, yeah. I'm all about 21 him. goals, man. He's, he's for real. And he took a while to develop in Rochester and stuff like that. There you go, Graham. To tie it all around, drafted by St. Louis and given up for Ryan O'Reilly. See, but that's that's a trade where both teams win in the end. Well, yeah, they won the cup, and he's yeah. their captain, and yeah. Tag Thompson is the next one. Congratulations. There you go, term? Graham. There you go. There you go, Graham. Um, this texter, Dennis, says, don't know, uh, don't think how much for PLD is the issue as much as how long. Yeah, that was the point you were trying to make, Jim. I mean, that, yeah, th- like it's you, all about term now. And so it, you, look at baseball. It's about term. Like today's, this is the year. This is the year because you have some decisions to make. Now, they might all be here next year, but you cannot lose those three guys or, or risk losing all three for nothing. Hellebuck is by far the one you got to keep if there's going to be one of those guys. If you can only keep one, you it take just, Hellebuck. It, it just sucks. And then you take PLD because of age, honestly. It, it sucks because these guys like Besser and Chicken are coming up now, and you don't know. And you have this team that's headed towards the playoffs. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.